worship at Hollywood United Methodist Church, and Happy New Year. We're glad you've joined us here in person and online. Let us now sing together, Good Christian Friends Rejoice. On this beautiful first Sunday of the new year, I invite you to greet your neighbor with signs of peace, socially distanced, pandemic-minded. Peace be with you. Air hugs, air kisses. Wonderful. Will you please be seated to join me in a time of prayer? Let us pray together. Gracious and loving God, we gather here today in gratitude for you have given us such hope. On this first Sunday of a new year, we gather before you with joy in our hearts and anticipation for a child has been born who will stand against oppression who will rise up against injustice, who will build roads of peace and possibility. Dear God, we offer you thanks for this new beginning, for this time of revelation and deliverance. The winter has been dark. Storm clouds have gathered over our city and in our lives. The path that we have been on these last few years has been long and uncertain, and at times we have known despair. But this morning we acknowledge that you have broken through the darkness as you always will in all times and all things. And we praise and honor you, dear God, for bringing us the light. We pray to you in this time of newness, and we ask for you to pour your Holy Spirit over us in all of our endeavors on those we love, on those we have yet to meet, 
May you bless us this new year. May this year be filled with joy and hope. May you give us your guidance, we pray, and grant us your wisdom in all things. Help us to hold on, dear God, to the miracle of Christmas, to never let go of the wonder and delight of the unexpected and the unexplained, the way you move in our lives and bring us forward step by step into a new becoming, a new beginning. May we continue to be your servants about the work of building the beloved community, of building a place where all people know that they are loved and that they are welcomed home. May we not only welcome our neighbor, but the Prince of Peace in all his forms, an infant baby today, but soon a wandering preacher and teacher, someone who may not be recognizable in all forms, but still bringing truth, kindness, invitation, and transformation. May we be glad to share this news from the mountaintops so that all will know the gift of his coming. Dear God, as we pray and gather today, we are cognizant of the ever um, increasing number of COVID and coronavirus cases in our own community, higher numbers than even since the beginning of the pandemic. Do not allow us to be lulled into a false sense of security, but help us to remain vigilant, dear God, to the safety and security, not only of our loved ones, but our neighbors. We pray for all those who are providing care in our hospitals. We pray for the five Midwestern states that have no ICU beds left, no pediatric unit beds left. We pray for people who do not have access to the vaccine. And we pray that those who do are able to take advantage of it for their own safety and the safety of those that they'll never meet. We continue to pray for justice for our neighbors, for the end of racial injustice and inequity and the violence of racism in our own communities. Change in our hearts and change our ways so that we can become better neighbors, better brothers and sisters, and those who seek to build relationships in our differences and understanding of one another. In this time of rain, which we are so grateful for, we are also mindful of our neighbors who are without shelter. And we pray for safety for the unhoused and those who are underhoused, not only in this moment, but in the days to come, that they might find solutions and that we might be a Christian community that is a part of creating those solutions that is actively seeking the kind of community that we want to build where all will know home, not just in these doors, but in the place where they reside each night. We lift up all those in our community who are experiencing illness or loss, who are walking through this time of holiday season in the first year of loss of a loved one. We know that these times are hard, and God, we pray that you will continue to be their shoulder, that they rely on their rock in the storm a source of solace and companionship and love. And we pray for healing. We now offer you this moment of silence for all the prayers that remain on our hearts and in our minds unsaid, but that you receive and you hear.
Thank you, God, for the moments of quiet, for the time to think and reflect and to be in prayer. We also thank you for the glorious inbreaking, the disruption of a baby's cry, a child that will change the world, who becomes our teacher, our leader, our rabbi, our savior, and who taught us how to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please join in singing the first two verses of Angels from the Realms of Heaven. again. My name is Pastor Bridie Roberts, and I am so pleased and proud to serve as associate pastor here alongside senior pastor Reverend Kathy Cooper Ledesma. We're honored today to be with you on this first Sunday of the new year, and I have a few announcements to share with you. Today, uh, next week, actually, we will begin a new sermon series, What Would Jesus Say? about some of the most pressing issues that are in our community. It's really exciting. Pastor Kathy, myself, Pastor Mark, we're all gonna offer different services. I'm gonna be preaching on what would Jesus say about women. So I hope that you will join because I think there's a lot there on the 16th. This Wednesday, starting at 6 p.m. on Zoom, online, Pastor Kathy will bring, be um, offering the weekly conversation about our sermon topics at 6 p.m. So we'll start that this week. You're welcome to join. If you'd like the link, you can email her. Also, you know, I mentioned in my prayer, of course, it's on everyone's mind. You know, there's a real surge happening right now um, in virus cases in our community. And so I'm going to invite you to stay in tune on our social media and also in the emails that we send from the church to let you know what's happening with in-person worship. We will continue to offer worship online as we have throughout the entire pandemic as well as our other forms of study and service. Um, but please just 
you know, be checking in because we want to make sure that our community remains safe and everything that we do here is to the service of our neighbors and doesn't cause harm. So if we have to be online only for a Sunday, we will let you know, but please be checking in. And thank you for wearing your masks. It's very, very important. Um, lastly, we're going to have communion today from our communion kits and our wonderful bishop in residence, Bishop Marian Swenson, is going to um, offer us this blessing of the sacrament today. If you did not pick up a little cup, special little cup with the wafer, Rance, our usher today, will come down around communion time and offer them around. He's right there, very handsome in the back, two name tags, can't miss him. Usher of the moment. <laughs> so if you need a communion kit, just give them a wave at communion time and we will make sure that you have what you need to celebrate the sacrament. And those are our announcements. Um, and I would like to take us into our time of offering. As you know, everything that we do here, all the ministries of this church, the wonderful way that we have been able to persevere during this pandemic, but also the way that we do groundbreaking ministries that really challenge and open up people's ideas about what it means to be a loving church, all of that is made possible through your gifts. And so we encourage you to give as generously as you are able to the mission and ministry of Jesus Christ in our community so that we can continue to be the beating heart of Hollywood here in Los Angeles and a beacon for love, light, justice, and Jesus Christ, not only in our city, but around the world to people who need to hear that message, that they are welcomed for all of who they are, everyone they love, how they are made in God's eyes, and that this is their home. So with that, you can make your offering online, you can leave it in the basket at the door, you can send a check. There are many ways to give. Please do so, so that we can continue to do this work to the glory and honor of our God. reading from Matthew chapter 2. In the time of King Herod, 
after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is the child that has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time where the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay homage. When they heard the king, they set out. And there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and they paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. If you are listening to this sermon, I hope that your pastor is taking some much-needed time off. This is the purpose of this sermon and worship aids, to provide your pastor the chance to catch their breath and enjoy some family during this holiday season. You know, we've learned a lot about online worship during the global pandemics, and one important lesson is that you can't go too long with an online sermon. Unlike in-person preaching, where the congregation is pretty captive, folks can turn you off literally if you're not very interesting online. Uh, even if they doze off, which can be pretty common during in-person preaching, one just has to reach over and turn off the audio video and enjoy a good nap. So I've concluded that uh, a good online sermon should last around 8 to 12 minutes maximum go any longer and it's bye-bye video and preacher. <laughs> I'm sure you won't complain if we stick to this time limit today. We, we've allowed for an open time frame for this preaching video. Some of you may see this before Christmas and some of you after during the early part of the new year. Either way, our theme of light uh, and the darkness will work. For you see, the global pandemics of COVID-19, worldwide racism, and climate destruction has cast a dark cloud over all of our lives. 
we live in hard times and we often lose our way because it's so dark and ominous. My youngest son, Trent, is an adult now with children of his own, but I can still remember he would wake up in the middle of the night and declare, I'm afraid of the dark, Dad. I would usually reply like a typical adult, there's nothing to be afraid of, Trent. The doors are all locked. Your sisters and parents are in nearby rooms. But he would reply, I'm still afraid of the dark, Dad. Foolishly, I would stick to adult logic, but there's nothing to be afraid of, Trent. There's nothing in the dark. How easy it is for us to forget children's logic. Of course, there are things in the dark for children. Scary, evil, frightening things that hide in the darkness and wait to pounce on us. I'm afraid of the dark. How many of us have that same feeling? Well, maybe not of the physical darkness, but the symbol of what darkness represents. Disease, destruction, desolation, and death. From the dark oil spill off our coast, the vigilante killings by a 17-year-old with an assault rifle at night, to the dark night of our souls when drive-by shootings take the life of innocent children in, our, in their own homes. We have seen our share of all these things in the past year and a half. And we're all a little afraid of what they represent. But what we need to remember is the darkness is not bad, nor is the light all good. In some Asian cultures, we have the reverse value. Dark clothes are good and white clothes are negative. As human beings, Darkness is conducive to good sleep, and too much light from the sun produces skin cancers, which are very bad. As we look at the scripture passage for today, it would not be very smart of me to take on a theological prologue of the Gospel of John in a very short sermon. But still, unlike the very human nativity scenes in the Synoptic Gospels, John begins with a theological statement. Many scholars comment on how he draws from the creation story in Genesis for many of the images here, going back into the beginning of time to create all that is. What is the first thing that God makes? The light. John mirrors this imagery and ties Jesus to the light of the world created in the beginning. I'm struck by how John couples life with light, such that the life of Jesus was the light of all people. And then comes that famous line, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. Going back to my young son, Trent, when he was afraid of the dark, what would help him was this. I would say, how about if we keep a nightlight on in your room, Trent? And he would reply, okay, Dad, but can you stay here a little while? Sure, Trent. 
That's a pretty potent combination. Light in your dad to fight off the forces of the dark. And sure enough, when that light came on, his fear would subside and he would fall asleep rather quickly. Darkness has been no stranger throughout all of history. It was a reality in Jesus's own time. Remember, Mary and Joseph are turned away from a lighted inn to take refuge in a dark stable. Jesus is born in pitch darkness. Herod has all the babies in Bethlehem killed to eliminate the one who is predicted to be king. Darkness and death were no strangers to Jesus. And yet, and yet, a silent star beams into this darkness. And amid the killings, a baby survives. This is the heart of the gospel message. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Christ shines in our lives like a beacon of light. And as potent as the darkness is in our world, Christ's light cannot be extinguished. It shall not be extinguished. Now, whether you're hearing this at the close of the year or the beginning of the new year, we as Christians must bear witness to this light. We as Christians must reflect this light into a dark world. We as Christians must shine with this light to lead the way out of darkness, out of COVID and its variants, out of racism, out of our climate destruction. We must reflect the light of Christ in this hurting world. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Let me close today with this old story. A successful business, businessman had no children but three nephews. He was getting old and he knew he had to appoint his successor. He called the three nephews to explain the situation and then set up a test for them. He gave them each the same amount of money and sent them off to secure that which would fill a room of the same size to the maximum amount. The nephew who filled the room the most would inherit his business. They all went off. And at the appointed time, the first nephew returned with bales of hay. And although there were a lot, it only filled the room halfway. The next nephew came and he had purchased down feathers. And when they were released in the room, it flew everywhere. But when they had settled down, only secured about two thirds of the space. The third nephew did not return on time. The two other nephews said it, it was too late and one of them must be declared the winner. But the uncle said, let's give him a little bit more time. And sure enough, as the day gave way to the darkness, the third nephew arrived, but seemingly with nothing with him. He then to explained to his uncle, 
that he had spent most of the day in a small church praying for some insight. He gave most of the money through a collection offering to the poor. And upon leaving, he purchased a small candle and a match with a few coins he had left. He then placed the candle in the middle of the room. And when he lit it, the flight filled every corner of the dark room. The uncle knew instantly that he possessed the wisdom to be his successor. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. As we celebrate the birth of Jesus at the close of 2021 or the beginning of 2022, behold, the light has come. Behold, Jesus has come. Amen. Before I begin, uh, let me uh, see uh, if, you, uh, if you need one of the communion cups, would you raise your hand and the ushers will bring communion cups down to you. They have them so that everybody has one. So come right down here in the front, uh, bring a couple over there, and then we need some more over here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, want to make sure everyone has a, a communion cup. Uh, that was a beautiful message from our bishop. Uh, and uh, I loved uh, his image about how to really think about light and the darkness. To know that one candle can light up a whole dark room. 
and, uh, and the beauty of our, of our Advent wreath with the Christ candle lit, we indeed are able to celebrate the light and the darkness. And I want to share also that uh, as we were hearing the, the gospel lesson from Matthew, uh, I was thinking how uh, just two years ago in January, some of us from the congregation were actually in Bethlehem. And we were there to see the place of the manger. We were there to visit the shepherd's fields and to think about the shepherds who were watching their flocks and experienced uh, the, uh, the awesome reality of the birth and the light that led the wise men to find the child who was born there in Bethlehem. And also, while we were on that trip, we went into Jerusalem and we went to the upper room. And that was the place where Jesus was with the disciples when, when Jesus took bread and gave thanks to God and broke the bread and gave the bread to the disciples and saying to them that this is the life that is given for you. Every time you eat this, do so in remembrance of me. And also, while they were dining together, Jesus took the cup, he gave thanks to God, and then he gave the cup to the disciples, and he said to them, this is the cup of the new covenant that is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you drink from this cup, do so in remembrance of me. And so we, every time, that we come together and experience the communion, we too have that great moment of remembering Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. And so let us pray. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us who are gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we might be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, O God, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at the heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now, as confidence with the children of God, even though we've already prayed it once this morning, let's pray it again, our Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Oh, brothers and sisters, these are the gifts of God for the children of God. So I invite you now, each and every one, to pull off the, the very top part. Uh, see if I can do it. <laughs> the very top part of the communion cup. Oh, this is our darkness. Someday we'll be able to take communion the way we really want to take communion again, and we'll know that the, this time of darkness has passed. Receive the wafer. Thanks be to God, and have the wafer.
and then tear off the other part so that you can truly receive the cup of the new covenant poured out for us all and drink from the cup. Thank you, O oh God, for this gift that you have given to us that we can in this day in the beginning of a new year celebrate the birth of Christ and a risen Christ that is present with us every time we break bread together. This is our hope and our promise as we begin a new year. Amen. darkness with light, and Happy New Year. Go in peace to love and serve the world. Amen. <laughs>